I wish I realized that sooner. That really is a secret that, I mean, shouldn't even be a secret. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. I think you just touched on something which I think is a nice little um, pivot into your third and final topic, which is hiring the opposite. Mm. It's your third secret to success. Why is hiring the opposite your third and final secret to success? Well, I mean, again, this is this is an interesting one because it goes back to a lot of the things we've already spoke about. We've spoken about with coaching and people people giving us information on are we ready to receive it at that time. This is something that I had to coach through the Tom Ferry organization, who was my coach for many many years, and I absolutely admire and and love the time we spent together because he taught me so much. And in the first few years, he kept telling me, you know, this is when I was like trying to hire an, an, an admin. And he's like, you know, you're you're hiring people you like and you, you don't, you, it's not that you don't want to like them, but you need to hire someone that has the skills that you don't have. And I think people go into a, an interview process where they're like, oh, I really like this person. I can get along with them. No, I mean, like, I wish I had just realized it sooner. Like, no, like I hate spreadsheets and I can't do them. Like I would be a horrible admin. If you hired me as your admin, I would tank the whole operation. So it's like, you know, I needed to hear that. And it took me the longest time to recognize that I'm looking for someone who loves spreadsheets. I'm looking for someone who loves process, who doesn't, you know, isn't maybe as great with talking to people or doesn't enjoy it, maybe a little bit, whatever the personality type is for the position you're hiring, you do want to hire someone that complements what it is that you need and not someone that you necessarily want to go out to dinner with. This so is so important. I think we've all, literally all of us on this call, have, as everyone has done this mistake where you go, oh man, I just connected with that person. They're awesome. They're going to be great. You connected with them because they're the same as you. And the chances are you're not hiring because you want another version of you. You're hiring because you want the opposite of who you are oh because God. that shit's not getting done. <laughs> I, I wish I realized that. I wish I realized that sooner. That really is a secret that, I mean, shouldn't even be a secret, you know? And yeah. I think that's just development of leadership and development of hiring process. But now, like, you know, knowing the right personality type, however you evaluate that for the position that you're hiring for, you know, knowing that and also knowing the limitations. Like when I hire a salesperson, you know, a, sometimes a good salesperson like me doesn't like spreadsheets. So if I'm asking my salespeople to keep track of the number of calls that they're doing and all this stuff, they might not be great at that. Doesn't mean they're not great salespeople, but sometimes their admin skills aren't quite as strong. And just understanding that and knowing what they need, being able to speak to that, I think is is critically important. One of the things too, another real estate coach taught me is I was, you know, bitching about, you know, obviously lots of stuff running a team. You know, we have a coach for a reason yes. to go in and talk about real life stuff. But he really opened my eyes years ago. And it's something I don't think a lot of people realize is that he's like, what I need you to do this week is write down everything that you hate to do in your business. And I'm like, all right, that was very easy at the time. So I went in, it's still actually probably to this day is still probably pretty easy. So I literally went in and I wrote it down and I wrote down absolutely everything that I hated. And then it was for an admin position that I wanted to fill. And he's like, go put that on the internet. He's like, believe it or not, there's somebody out there that loves doing exactly what you just said, your opposite. And that really opened my eyes because I just assumed I'm like, nobody's going to want to do this and nobody's going to want to do that. And I have to take it on. He's like, you're not understanding. That's you. He's like, if you literally write down everything that you don't like to do and you post a job, there's somebody that's going to love almost all of that stuff. And it blew my mind. I'm like, 
but all this stuff sucks. It's like, yeah, but it sucks to you. So exactly what you're saying about hiring your opposite. I've had to do the same. I've never, I've, I've been a real estate agent for 13 years and I've never input a listing in my life. Um, oh, I, yes. I'm, I can I'm terrible with paperwork, <laughs> like all the things that make me a great salesperson. I'm, I'm the same as you. If you're like, be my admin for a week. It's like, if you want your business to collapse, hire me. Otherwise, no. Yeah. So hiring the opposite is huge. And I really love that you had that topic and it really resonated with me with that story is I had to learn to hire somebody that's not like me because I'm a personality kind of guy. I love people. It's like, oh my God, but I like you and we're going to be friends. And it's like, but you're going to take my business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, you know, I think even now as, as we build a team around the things that we're good at, that we love to do, it's asking our team what they love to do and asking them yeah. what they're good at and filling those holes for them. Right. Because I think that takes it even one further, right? You cannot force people to do things that they, you can't force people to do things well over a long period of time that they don't enjoy on some level, in my opinion, you know, I just don't think that that's a great way to have people enjoy the work that they're doing every single day. So it's like, for me, it's like recognizing within my team that they need support in different areas because they don't want to do it. Or just a simple question of like, who hates, who loves open houses and who hates open houses, right? And over index on those people that really enjoy that interaction. And there are people that just don't enjoy that interaction. So, you know, not to say you won't have them do any because there's always needs, but you know, just be thinking of that, right? Be conscious of our team, our team, uh, our, our team members' needs. I've got one question about the hiring specifically. Where do you find your hires, and like, how do you do the hiring process specifically? Like, do you have a certain format, a flow you go through an interview process? Do you have personality tests done for the people you want to fill? You know, mm-hmm. it's a bit more of like you know an actual a tactical way of like actually going out and successfully hiring, which is pretty obvious that you've done. And with brand new agents as well. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, it's it's a multiple sources, right? I mean, of course, we do the Indeeds, the wise hires, you know, we have referrals from people. We have some some people we've found on social media. We've had like different sources for people. Um, so a lot of people contact me and ask if there's a position on the team that's available. So we get a lot of incoming now at this point where we are. We do get that as well. Um, we do look at a DISC personality. Now, I don't think looking at a DISC personality means that somebody can't be great at something else. And it's just one aspect of what we do. But, you know, you have to have an avatar of who you want on your team for each position. And that's something that you can develop over time by hiring and letting people go. Unfortunately, that's part of the learning process. Um, And I've had to let a number of people go and I hate to do it, but it allowed me to fine tune what I'm looking for. Um, So like I know what, what I what I'm looking for in a salesperson, I know what that looks like right now. When I meet with someone, I know who that person is a lot better than I did when I started. That's for sure. My follow-up question is actually then about once you've hired, because this is where we see the biggest drop-off in teams, is onboarding. It's basically mm-hmm. people come in and they go, it, basically like you got onboarded, here's a phone, calculator, see you later, figure it out. When yeah. in this day and age, that doesn't work. You just get a horrendous amount of churn, which mm-hmm. is why people like, I'm with 17 brokerages last year type bullshit. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. And, and a lot of that seems to come down to comprehensive or not in this case onboarding experiences and like making mm-hmm. sure you setting up your agents for success so if you built something like that so they come in you're like this is your 30 60 90 day roadmap yep. and then this is what i want you to achieve and this loops back into your first topic which is setting expectations and is that kind of laid out for them so it's like if you do xyz within 90 days you should have xyz 
I mean, I think that I'm generous with the time frame that it takes people to learn the business because I understand it takes time to learn. I'm not the kind of person who says you need to have sold six properties in your first month to stay on the team. I'm not that type of a leader. I don't actually think that's fair to people with the complex nature of the business that we're in. But I do expect them to participate in the activities that we've outlined for them. And we spent a lot of time building out a training system. So yes, we have everything built out. They know what to expect in the first week, the second week. We have checklist of expectations in terms of things they're going to attend because the reality is that they need to do all of those things to learn the business. Right. And I, and, and we really, it's, it's not based on sales metrics, but it is based on participation. That said, it's important to get people into the sales cycle quickly because if people don't see success, they lose, they lose interest. They don't feel that they're the right fit and they don't feel valued and they just don't feel it's working. And when people don't feel it's working, you know, it sometimes isn't, and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it is important for us to get them onto sales quickly. And we do try to set them up for that so that they are successful. But yeah, we have a lot of training system we built out. We didn't have it at the beginning. And that speaks to what you've said. I was hiring the wrong people and they were leaving and they weren't working out. I was investing a lot of time and it just, it was, it was, and nobody was happy or they weren't happy. I wasn't happy. It was, it was, it was a terrible combination. Yeah, it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, what mm-hmm. I want to do before we wrap up is I want to give you the floor, Bianca. So if you're buying or selling homes, whether you've got something else going on we don't know about, how could people reach out and get in touch? Whether it's phone, email, website, social media, let the people know where you're at. Yeah, so our website is biancaandqueens.com. And of course, you could always search for my name on the Compass website or in Google and find me there. Um, our, our Instagram handle is the Bianca Colasuano team, and you can find me there. Um, And if you're thinking about buying or selling anything in Queens, of course, we'd love to have a conversation and see if we're a fit. I love it. Now to wrap up, we've got three quick fire questions for you. So straight off the top of your nut. Here we go. First one, favorite book or person you're learning from at the moment? Oh my God, that's a tough one. I am like engrossed in so many things. Right now I'm working with Steve Schall. He's a coach that I'm engaged with and I'm really learning a lot from him on leadership topics. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's been awesome. Amazing. Second question, what's your... Uh, real estate goal in the next 12 months? My goal is what it always is, is maintaining the the agents on the team that I have and building their business. And of course, for us, it's about attracting the right talent to the team. Perfect. And your third and final one is what's the biggest obstacle you think is going to stop you achieving that goal? Hmm. I mean, I am not a person who sees a lot of obstacles. Um, But if I think there are any challenges that are happening, it's probably just maintaining people's mindsets through what I think will be a market adjustment. And agents on my team haven't been through any kind of market like this where we're going to see some transition happening. And I think keeping them calm so they can keep our clients calm and make sure we know that the real estate market's cyclical. And it's going to be a bit of a change and we need to expect that. We just need to rejigger a little bit what we're doing. Perfect. Absolutely love it, Bianca. Thank you for coming on the show. Everyone, we hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 